It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Thanks for being here for another Smart Money Questions podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group with an office in Westchester and in Newark, Delaware as well, serving clients all across the country, though. You can find Matt online at smartmoneyquestions.com. Matt, hope you're doing well this week. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing very well, and uh, looking forward to our conversation here. We, we've already broken into uh, February, so this is always kind of a fun month. It's sort of like the last hurrah of winter a little bit as we record uh, today's podcast. So it's, you know, just enjoy the final few weeks before we get to the springtime and have lots of good things to look forward to, I think, in 2018. And I'm ready for the hurrah of winter to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was coming. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And the other thing we're excited about, you know, now we're launching smartmoneyquestions.com with a whole new format. So we're going to have the podcast on there. We've started a blog. There's going to be a lot more information that's going to be available there beyond just the podcast itself. So we're pretty stoked about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Go check it out. Smartmoneyquestions.com, your place to go. It's also where you can ask questions that might get featured on a future podcast. In fact, I can go ahead and give you a little tease. The next podcast, we're going to answer some of your questions. So uh, ask your smart money questions at smartmoneyquestions.com. But on today's podcast, Matt, we're going to be talking about some of the things we've been seeing in the news lately. And I think this is just something good to highlight. It doesn't always come down to, you know, the the exact dollars in a financial plan. Sometimes it's about, you know, getting the overall perspective of your financial planner, of your financial advisor on other things that are happening, whether they be in the stock market or in the financial landscape. I know that's something that you kind of take into account with everybody you meet with and something that you pride yourself on as well, not just saying, okay, this is the best investment for you, but let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the financial landscape. And, and you like being able to advise in other matters of of the financial world, not just investments, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm assuming what you're talking about is, you know, talking about either uh, I'm dealing with a couple of business owners right now, so we're dealing with the sale of that business and how that's going to be structured. I've helped clients with, you know, what's the best way to unload rental properties or buy a second home? So there's all different things that, quite frankly, I really like to kind of get down and dirty with outside of just the normal stuff that many people know that we do, just investments and the planning and stuff like that. You got it. That's what I was getting at and uh, driving towards. So no doubt about it. Well, let's uh, dive in. Basically, we're going to cover big box retail bonuses and robots on today's in the news edition of the smart money questions podcast and see what we can learn from a couple of the different headlines that we've seen recently Uh, you've probably come across these as well whether you see them online or uh, on the national tv news at 6 30 in the evening those kinds of things certainly you've come across at least some of these headlines Uh, headline number one for you Matt, several companies have announced employee bonuses and increases in their company-wide minimum wage because of the new tax reform that we've seen implemented. Do you expect positive changes like this to continue, or do you think that uh, this is just going to be a short-term bump? Well, you know, the interesting thing with regards to that is the tax changes that just went into effect for corporations, 
it's indefinite. There's no there's no sunsetting versus on the personal taxes. Those unless something changes between now and 2025, is the personals will revert back to 2017. But at corporations, it's indefinite now. So it's a whole new corporate environment in America. And what we've been seeing, I think the number is up to like 280 companies have announced something like this, whether it's Oof. bonuses or you know, bringing money back into the states and reinvesting in the states or in the companies that Apple just had, you know, they're talking on billions and billions they're going to bring back in. And they were and it was strictly on what that tax savings is going to be and what they're going to be able to recognize now. So I, I don't think that it is um, a short term thing unless, God forbid, you know, there's a new administration or new Congress or new, you know, the Yahoo's and in uh, D.C. decide they want to change it back to the old ways. But I think that with this corporate restructuring and the reduction of corporate taxes is they're putting monies back in. I mean, now I think we can see that America is competitive again in the world market. I think it's going to be I, I think it's going to be a long time that we're going to see these type of things continually increasing the economy. If I'm kind of approaching retirement, that can only spell good news for me, right? Absolutely. Maybe you want to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Squeeze in a little bit of extra, a little couple of extra years if it's going to be uh, seeing increased wages and, and the like. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, and, and I say that, we, we kind of say that facetiously, but I just had someone in my office literally this morning and one of the things he's considering now, because his company is looking to do some of this reinvesting, not only into the employees, but into the infrastructure, he's like, you know, I might be putting it off. I could be really leaving a lot of money on the table, and it's not a necessity that I retire. So it's definitely, I think it's going to be a long-term increase in the overall profitability in corporate America that just automatically ends up affecting the employees as well. That's pretty good perspective. So again, if you're looking at some of these bonuses happening across the financial landscape, it's obviously a good thing. And uh, Matt thinks that that's probably going to continue a little while longer. But another headline that we've seen recently, Matt, has to do with good old robots um, in the past year. <laughs> they're all the rage now. TV shows about robots and they're in the news, it seems, every single day. Several economists have talked about the impact of increased automation in the labor market, or to put it more plainly, you know, robots taking jobs away from people. What's your take on the trend and how real the threat of people losing their jobs to robots in the future is? Well, first of all, let's talk about robots in general. I was my my youngest just had her sweet 16 this last weekend and we were at the mall and there were robot wars going on. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never seen robot. it. At the they, mall? Or it was like on TV that you saw at the mall? Oh, no. It was like they had this roped off area where kids could bring in their robots and they would fight each other until they didn't work anymore. Wow. Now, I remember actually, BattleBots. Did you ever watch BattleBots on TV? I did not. You don't even know what it is? I don't. You, no, I have, you no have got to, when we're done with the podcast today... Go and watch just YouTube BattleBots. And at the, I think it was in the 90s or maybe it might have been early 2000s when BattleBots was on. It made a return to primetime TV like a year or two ago, and they did it again. It wasn't as cool as it was back, you know, when we really didn't, you know. It was just so cool. Basically, it was exactly what you're describing, but like in an arena with people who would bring their robots in and control them and try to destroy the other in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> 
it was it was some of the best TV you can imagine in like the early two thousands or in late nineties. You got to look it up, BattleBots. Check it out later. It's exactly oh, what you're I talking will. about. Yeah, I will. That's hilarious. But That's I mean, like Demolition Derby, right? It was Demolition Derby of robots. But we're talking like <laughs> we're talking about like really you know adults coming up with you know blades spinning as fast as you can imagine, <laughs> bashing things, blowing things up, shooting stuff at, at the different types of robots. It, it was so cool. You're, I'm going to go YouTube it as well after we're done talking. <laughs> well, so I guess what we're talking about is if you're going to be in like MMA or boxing, yeah, robots might end up taking your uh, opportunity to make a wage because people are just going to watch that. But yeah. in reality, <laughs> the robots in general or AI, artificial intelligence, I think, you know, there's some stats out there right now that if you have a, a child that is in kindergarten, is there's a 70% chance that what they will do for a living hasn't even been invented yet. And a lot of that has to do with AI and robots and automation. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is. And so I, I definitely think over the course of the next 15 to 20 years that we're going to see a shift in what the availability of jobs, I think some jobs will be decreased and I think others will increase. And, you know, if we're always, I'm a glass half full kind of person. So I believe that the opportunities are going to continue to expand. You're just going to have to have knowledge in that area. And so uh, if you're, you're talking to your kids and your grandkids, you want to make sure that they really recognize the importance of continually being a student Mm. and be looking for opportunities to increase and expand their understanding on the world that's around them. Because I definitely think it's it's going to have some changes, but I'm really looking in the long run as it being more of a positive change. Yeah, always be learning, always be uh, able to adapt and flexible in your approach. I think that's been sage advice throughout many, many decades and centuries, and it will continue to be so into the future. But I think you could apply the same thing looking back. I mean, it sounds scary when you say that stat about how different the jobs haven't even be, been created that, you know, most of the youngins today are uh, going to be doing when they reach, you know, the workforce. But you could probably look backwards and say the same thing. The jobs we're doing today, you know, didn't exist X amount of years ago. The, the change might happen a bit more rapidly, but that's still always been the way the world has has gone. Well, and, and think about just what you and I are doing right now. You know, this just came to me is we're having the opportunity. You're at your home office in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm at my office in PA. We're speaking over the internet and we're able to go through this process of creating this podcast, getting more information out there to help more people. And yet we didn't have to be at a studio to make it happen. Yeah. And so that's all because of technology. So yeah, you know, maybe studios aren't making as much money now, but then there's so much more information that we can get out there in a quicker format for people. So in that particular case, I, I just think it's going to end up being everything is going to be getting better in the long run. If you want to participate, you're just going to have to keep running. Yes. <laughs> that's the reality. I think that's a good way to look at it. So uh, be able to adapt and you'll be all right probably into the future. And, you know, we can be friends with the robots. We don't have to be scared of them. We'll, we'll, that's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure that they're working well for us. That's right. So that's another big headline that's kind of been capturing attention in the news recently. Let's touch on one more headline here, Matt. And this is the big box retail that we mentioned earlier. Several big box retail stores have been reporting bad sales numbers 
for the past year. So kind of going against the grain of a lot of the other good economic news that we've seen. Does the rise of online commerce and the decline of brick-and-mortar retail change the way that you invest for clients? I think that's a really interesting question. Yeah, I would say that the answer is it's not going to change because of our belief in diversification. And the other thing is I when I saw this, I went and I just pulled up some numbers. And interestingly, this last holiday season is we actually were up almost 5% across the board on retail. But here's the big thing. It actually goes to your point. Online was up 18% over the year before. So, you know, the overall sales or the overall revenues in the economy on retail sales was up five, but the online portion is 18. And interestingly is I've been seeing that there has been a trend with some of the big box stores that have really gotten a much a more solid foothold in the online world. And one of them is Macy's. I was unaware that Macy's is one of the fastest growing online retailers. And you wouldn't think that like Macy's you're everyone's thinking Amazon, you know, that's the place that, you know, the first place that you think of, but here Macy's is coming along and their numbers month over month are catapulting everyone else. Yet they're a big box store and they're able again to recognize technology and how can they get their product into people's hands in a faster way and have that exchange happen. And they're able to see that, but it's not going to change the way our investment platforms and our investment philosophy and what we have because we're always in the diversified and everything from a micro cap company to a large cap domestic and international is we're owning it. And so it doesn't matter if some of the numbers are going to move from a big box brick and mortar store to the online. There's a really good chance we're already owning that online company anyway within our platform. So it's not going to change that. It's interesting to look at the uh, the different impacts and movements, kind of like just we were talking about, you know, the robot changes on the future workforce. Yeah, that change from brick and mortar to, you know, the online sales, it's going to be those who can adapt and find new ways to survive who end up doing the best. And it's why some newspapers have been able to survive the online transition and why so many went by the wayside during this online transition and, and couldn't survive, you know, that that just changing dynamic. And I think that same sort of natural selection of businesses will probably just continue every time we see one of these types of changes in the industries that we, you know, kind of look at and invest in and think about retirement. But ultimately what you're telling us is with the proper investing strategy, with the proper retirement plan, we don't really have to worry about all these whims and changes, at least on an individual basis. Correct. Yep. You know, when you're when you're buying the block of all the companies that'll fit, let's say in that mid cap strategy, is it doesn't matter if they're in an online or a brick and mortar or if they're kind of morphing from one into the other, we're still owning that. We're looking for going actually back to the first headline, which is the corporate restructuring of tax rates is that now they're all going to be able to take advantage of that no matter where they sit. And then the ones that can keep up and actually are progressing forward, we're going to have them in our in our portfolios anyway. Well, Matt, I know that this is probably a decent representation of maybe some of the questions and conversations that you end up having with people in your office or remotely, just like you and I are recording the podcast today. I know that you have meetings with people you know, via Skype and, and long-distance technology and that sort of things. And these are the kinds of questions you're helping people work through in addition to working on their financial plans, right? Absolutely. Yep. It's just, you know, it's just coming together 
really answering the first part of the questions people are usually having these and go over it and then kind of just drilling down now into their personal situation and how can we help them accomplish what their goals and dreams are. Well, as always, if you'd like to reach out to Matt Hausman to set up a time to review your financial plan, whether it's in an office in Westchester, Pennsylvania, or Newark, Delaware, or remotely, you can certainly reach out to him at 610-719-3003, 610-719-3003. And check out the new website, smartmoneyquestions.com. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. It's the same address we've given throughout the existence of the podcast, but now it's a revamped website, and you can go check it out. Not only are past episodes from the podcast there, but you can also read the blog and tap into other resources as well. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. That's a little bit of what's happening in the news, some of the headlines we've been keeping our eyes on. Coming up on the next edition of Smart Money Questions, we're going to answer some of your smart money questions, submitting them on the website, sometimes gets them featured on the program and we're going to have a question from fred and another from tim that we cover next week it'll be on what to do when you get to retirement and still have 30 more years to live how you should invest plus what do you do with a lump sum you've never dealt with one before now you've got a lump sum for whatever reason and how should you handle that money we'll talk to matt about those scenarios and more coming up on the next edition of smart money questions thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time